James Bertles, in-game host for the St. Louis Blues with Eric and Mike, and you're listening to Optional Skate Blues. Let's go Blues! Skate Blues interview. I'm Eric here with Mike. What's up, everybody? And we have the pleasure to be joined today by St. Louis Blues in-game MC James Bertles. James, how's it going, man? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Hey, thanks for joining us. And yeah, um, so a real quick uh, background on how uh, James came to be on the podcast. Uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody. I uh, kind of reached out to James via social media and uh, just kind of worked with him to, to see if he'd be interested in coming on. And immediately, uh, James was super cool about it. And not only he himself uh, came on, he, uh, he tried to even arrange uh, for his other half uh, of in-game entertainment, right, uh, Carly, to come on. And, uh, and that may have to wait for another day. But, James, really appreciate you coming on and making the time, buddy. Sure, guys. Anytime we can chat a little blues hockey, I'm ready to roll. Right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the go-to. So uh, if you could do me and Mike and our fans a quick favor and just kind of tell us how you really came to be an in-game MC for the St. Louis Blues, sir. Well, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, you know, I'm probably going to say this a lot while we talk. I don't know what really happened. I'm just glad it did. And I'm going <laughs> to keep going as long as they, as long as they'll have me. But no, it started out, uh, you know, at midsummer of 2017, they were looking for, uh, they were having national anthem auditions. So they had, you know, the amazing Charles Glenn on the news saying, come on out, uh-huh. you know, send us a, Send us a, a recording and see what happened. And I saw this, you know, and, I'm, and music's been a big part of my life for a long time. But sure. um, I saw that on the TV and honestly didn't think anything about it. Like I, I'm not a national anthem, you know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not cut from that block. I'm, you're you're yeah. looking at Charles Glenn and you're trying to think, you know, how how does that even work? But I had some friends that were really persistent. Hey, you yeah. should do this, and really just to kind of just to kind of pacify him, I grabbed my phone. I went out in the garage and I hit record just to be able to say, yeah, okay. Are you happy? I sent it in. Yeah. And, um, that went really well. I, the blues reached out and said, Hey, we'd like you to come down. So, um, that year it was something crazy. I want to say it was 300 or 600 folks threw stuff in. I can't remember what, anyway, there were like 30 <laughs> or 40 of us that came down. Yeah. And, um, we, uh, at Powell Symphony Hall. So that's the cool thing. I mean, just a cool moment in itself, just walking out on that stage. And, yeah. um, it went well, got called back for the third round, which was down to like 10 people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and was called in to, to do the national anthem. So my first game was in, as preseason game, September of that year. And, um, I would say I probably did the anthem once a month or so that season. And it was that following summer, I was in the I was in the Jeep driving somewhere. I can't remember where I was going. And I get a text from my boss at the time, Jason, and yeah. it says, Hey, we'd like you to think about maybe coming down to audition to be one of the in-game hosts. And I'm like, I, I mean, oh. literally is was that wow. was yeah. that just kind of out of nowhere. And I said, Okay. And <laughs> I came down. And at that point, we were already promoting the second year of National Anthem Auditions. Yeah. So I, I, that day I had 
an interview with Tom Ackerman in the morning, literally ran to uh, Enterprise in the afternoon, uh, sweating, gross, whatever, <laughs> just, you know, late, late, late August or whatever in St. Louis, you know how that is, yeah. and uh, did the audition, and it's just been an unbelievable ride since then. I, I, like I said, I still don't really know how it happened. I'm just really yeah. glad it did. So you probably owe a couple of those friends who, uh, who said, James, you got to get out there and, uh, and you got to play this, right? Like that's super, super cool. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I've learned is just, is just the value of taking a risk, you know, and I think we're all probably pretty guilty of limiting ourselves what we can do. And, and so the value of just kind of throwing, throwing yourself out there and seeing what happens, you know, it was, it was a lot of, you know, I have five or six friends that did this to, and coworkers that, that yeah. just kind of pushed me to do this that I really wasn't even, it wasn't really even on my radar. And, and look, I mean, I just think about what all I, what all I've experienced since then all because I had, you know, had some friends that had my back and had the, had the guts to throw my name out there and the hat see what happens. That's really cool. And that, and that mirrors, mm-hmm. that mirrors what happened with uh, Jeremy Boyer, who, who we had on and, and has lended his musical talents to, to the podcast too. He, you know, he started with uh, just going out to his college uh, and saying to them, can I play your organ for some of your, your college baseball games? And that's how he got his start. And he's played for the Cardinals. He's played for the blues. Uh, that's super, super cool that, uh, that your stories kind of run parallel like that. Yeah. And you know, Jeremy is the coolest guy. I, I mean, and this is me because at the end of the day, I'm just a fan. I really am. I'm a fan that shows up and gets paid to do this. I, again, I'm beating a dead horse. I don't really know how it happened. Awesome. But, awesome. But when Jeremy, the first time we're there, he's like, Hey James, what's going on? I'm like, good and in my head i'm thinking i can't jeremy boyer just said hi to me yeah. he said hi james and you throw, <laughs> you know you throw charles and all these guys in and it's just it's just unbelievable yeah you mentioned you're a, kind of a fan first of the team so they're like your favorite blues memory you have or yeah well so i was thinking about that question and i really i kind of have to I kind of have to go before this experience and after you know what i mean because <laughs> love it yeah you're, yeah so you know, I've, I've watched. So when I jumped into blues hockey, you're talking about Jeff Courtnall, Pierre Turgeon, all these yeah, guys. You know? So yeah. I was, I was playing NHL 93 on Nintendo, just like everybody else was. Yeah. Know? There you go. And um, Sega, right? I was a Nintendo guy. Nintendo. I was Nintendo. Okay, never mind. Yeah. There you go. All right. I think it was Super Nintendo or so. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, yeah. way too many hours. Me and my brother sit there watching. <laughs> and yeah. you knew if you shot from a certain spot each time, it would be a goal no matter what. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And uh, goal, my brother, yeah. who's five years older than me, finished or figured that out a whole lot sooner than I did. But well, that's another, <laughs> another story. But anyway, I would say pre all of this, my biggest blues memory, it was just I was in middle school. With some friends, we're all awkward middle schoolers. You know, you think you got everything figured out and you're still trying to figure things out and whatever. And yeah, we're yeah. in a Joe's Crab Shack in Mid Rivers. There you and, go. Uh, in Saint Pe- yeah, in St. Peter's. And uh, we're eating whatever you eat at Joe's Crab Shack and all these guys on motorcycles. <laughs> crabs, all, I guess. I guess. Yeah, crabs. Yeah, you know, shrimp. <laughs> right. All these guys on motorcycles pull up. And I look over and Tony Twist is sitting there. You know, yeah. this is, this is again, midnight, probably 97 ish, something like that. And I'm looking at him, you know, and back then uh, twist had a, a TV show. I think it was coming like Saturday mornings or whatever. And we kind of give you a rundown of, of what, what was going on with the blues. Maybe it was a once a month thing. Anyway, the point True. being he was around, I was a kid, I was nervous. I get the guts. We're going to go up and ask Tony twist for an autograph. We walk up They're of course just sitting there. I'm sure they've probably had one or two drinks that day. Yeah. And me being middle school, Mr. Twist, would we be able to get an autograph? He looked right at me and goes, no. 
And we're like, okay, that's cool. And so we get ready to walk away. He goes, I'm kidding. Come back. And we, we all walked back and the guy was cool as can be, you know, when you're a kid or really as an adult, when you meet somebody that's, that's a stud, you know, yeah. and, and, and they live up to the expectation of being just a really cool, genuine person. I mean, that was a really, for him, it was no big deal. I'm sure I feel bad now. We interrupted his crab strips that day or whatever. <laughs> um, that was a moment for me that I kept that little slip, slip of paper, still have it somewhere, there you know? Go. And then, yeah, I mean, like I said, just always kind of been around, went to plenty of games and, you know, a lot, lot of memories down in what was what Keel Center back in the day. But, right. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So then what's the what's the current one? Right. That's an awesome Jeez. story. The the, yeah. the callback to, <laughs> to Tony Twist and uh, and Terjan Scott Young, those kinds of days. Right. And then uh, and then current, I can probably guess, but I'm going to let you go, though. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to vote against the Stanley cup run, you know, in, in 2019 and, and oh, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, it, it's just that when I still, when I think about that time, it was just such a, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain as we all, you know, we all lived it so we can all be there, but everyone was so excited yet. You're cautiously optimistic yet. You're trying not to get your hopes up that you, but things just kept rolling. And I remember my boss said mid season, he said, uh, Though I, I think they've got what it takes. I really do. And this is, a, you know, somebody who's been in, in worked in hockey for a long time and sure, you know, and every season has its ups and downs just like that one did. And, but, but then when things start happening, you know, and it's just for us, from, from my side of things, it was, it was a hundred miles an hour, you know, pedal to the floor for a couple mm-hmm. months there. Yeah. And um, so it really took me, it, it took the season ending and having time to kind of reflect back and go back through what, what just happened, you know, to really understand the, the scope of what of what that was for for our city well for so long it was kind of beaten into you too like don't get your hopes yeah, up too much we've, yeah. we've seen this before <laughs> yeah. and then yeah it, it managed to work i remember so, as a amazing. kid i don't remember what year but i remember watching i had tickets to a playoff game and uh they it was whatever round we were going to it was going to be the next round and they lost sure. they lost in a game seven situation or whatever i don't know if it was against detroit or something and I remember bawling. Always Detroit. Right? I was always Detroit. Yeah. Always Detroit. I, remember, <laughs> I remember bawling in my room watching watching them lose. And then the yeah. next day they had the, the ceremonial, like when they push all the ice off, you know, and kind of get their rink ready uh, for summer or whatever, and everything's melted and gross and whatever. I just remember being devastated. So had a little bit of a, a comeback there in 2019. So it was worth it. Yeah, long-suffering Blues fans for sure, and we can't say that anymore, thankfully. And that's such a cool thing that you got a chance to be in the in the trenches, frontline part of it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you follow it up, and it's like, oh, by the way, we're gonna have the All Star Game. I mean, it's you know, arguably kind of the the, the best. Year. I mean, I guess it's possible we could win a cup and have an All Star Game back to back years at some point. But to be able to say that I was kind of running around down there during those times is um, is it's amazing. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll likely be uh, be old men by that time, a lot more gray or a lot less hair <laughs> overall. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then to speak to that too, you know, you're talking about all these really cool experiences in game. You're talking about this just uh, you know r- moment after moment after moment of really really cool events and being part of Blues hockey you know. Um, however, you know, we're at uh, over 365 days since um, since the pause that's kind of been put up. And, and no fans or limited fans or whatever. So what does that look like for you, man? Have you been to any games? Uh, how are you keeping busy? Are you, are you still part of, of the blues experience or are you living that fan life like the rest of us, man? For the most part. Yeah. Um, I would say my, the, 
a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, down at um, Fox Sports Midwest Live, they're hosting some some watch parties. I had the opportunity to run down there and, and host one of those, and it was good just to be back yeah. with people again, you yeah. know, and and fans. Um, but no, for the most part, it's 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 watching what I can on TV. I love all the you know the, the stuff that you know you got to understand the people, the Blues organization, whether it be Blue Note Productions or, or those people, they're they're the best in the business. They really are. They're top notch people. Yeah. So it's it's good. I don't want to be annoying, the annoying fan, but I like to touch base with them every now and then to see how things are going. And and you know they say it's it's strange too. Just like you know it's 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 strange to be in you know enterprise and there's you know a couple thousand people there or whatever, but they're they're all waiting for normalcy as well. And I think you know. Their, their vantage point is obviously quite a bit different from ours because they get to kind of see this slowly, slowly getting back yeah. to normal. And so they're, they're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, we'll, hopefully that normal will we'll get here sooner rather than later. But yeah, for the most part, it's just been, I get to kind of sit back and I remember early in the season, this season when things started, I'm like, wow, this, this is the first time I think I've watched a home game at home. You know, usually Usually we're there running around. So yeah. um, it, it was yeah. it's strange at first, but it's also been, it's, you know, again, we're just waiting. We're just looking forward to better days. Yeah. Uh, a bit ago, uh, man, it seems like a lifetime ago, uh, before, uh, before I got my, my job in education, I was, uh, was part of blue crew for like, uh, oh, nice. I mean, call it, yeah. Call it uh, two dozen games, uh, <laughs> okay, or whatever cool. it was. It was a lot of fun. It was super cool. But, uh, but Mike and I, we had, uh, we had full season seats, uh, really good ones too. Uh, we were right by the Zamboni and uh, and every game that I uh, every game that I worked, I was eating the seat. Right, I wasn't selling it, so I was eating the seat, making minimal money. And I always got parking tickets. It seemed like <laughs> like wherever I parked, which is gold. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Whatever I parked, I always got uh, a parking ticket. So I I understand what you're talking about with. Uh, with not really getting to experience the game and, and, uh, and watch it and, and kind of take it in. You know, if I was lucky the last five minutes of the game, I could go and find a, find a, a crow's nest kind of place to go ahead and watch, uh, watch from. But, uh, by that time, a lot of times the, the game had been decided already. Right. So it was, uh, it was hard, but, uh, but it was, it was fun in its own way too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, people say, well, do you get a chance to really watch? And I, we don't, I mean, we're, we're busy. And if you're not doing a hit, you're, you're looking at your schedule to be ready for the one that's coming, you know, but it's, it's really difficult to call it work too. I mean, right. it's, and I know that's a kind of a cliche, like love what you do sort of thing, but this is, you know, the joy of being on a playground when you're six years old, well, running around enterprise center doing a blues game and <laughs> hanging out with blues fans is, is that equivalent, you know? So it's, yeah, it's work, but it's not really. And what little bit we get to watch, um, you know, it's it's just worth it because you're you're in the middle of it. Now, uh, Eric and I did have the opportunity once to be during the intermission games. We got to play the musical chairs. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, well, yeah, season recently. It was probably twenty fifteen. Okay, it was, it was a while. Back. It was a postseason game, Mike. Just real quick for our listeners, um, how did that how did that play out? <laughs> We none of us won. None of us. That's that's true. None of us. None of us won. And, we had three. And none of us. None of us were last. But none of us won. None of us were first. But one of us, between you, me, and John, one of us got way farther than uh, than the rest of us. Do you remember which one that is? 
I must have had some drinks. I can't quite remember. All right, well, uh, spoiler alert. I uh, I kicked your butt. So. Eric, was it you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there I, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I keep talking about it, right, James? You're like, uh-huh. uh, I'm pretty sure that you're trying to hit this home and nail on the head. James, you might have been at that game and saw just the glorious uh, <laughs> second place finish, but literally the best second place finish ever. And we talked about it. Yeah, we talk about nearly every other game. Remember that year? I think it's 2015. <laughs> That guy, man, he yeah. just he beat those middle yeah, school kids. Second place, yeah. <laughs> best second place finish ever, though. I don't even remember what nice. the sign the sign thing was, but uh, I remember I could taste it, but I didn't quite get it. But anyway, Mike, I think you had a question on deck before I reminded everybody how I kicked your butt in musical chairs. Well, we always enjoy those, even coming in second place, apparently. But uh, is there one of those that stands out as being the most? entertaining or you know maybe not because of how it plays out but just the goofy people you need or you know anything like that yeah well and first you hit the nail on the head there for me it's just getting to talk to people meet people really and and Mm -hmm. you know by the time by the time we get down to ice level to host a game usually we're we're within two minutes needing to get out there so the blue crew who are again best in the business a lot of times we'll have these folks Mm kind of ready for us and um so any chance we can get a chance to kind of talk to them and get their stories is is well worth it. But I, I think my go-to game, we have a game called Redline Showdown, which is you basically you find as many drunk people as you can and <laughs> you uh, you put them in those big knocker ball, you know, the big uh, blow up things mm-hmm. and and get them out there and tell them to run into each other as hard as they can. I mean, I I don't really have to do anything because they do except making sure everyone is standing where they need to stand. Um, but from my vantage point to hear the, Ugh, when people get hit and <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood, I don't, th- we've never had a serious injury. I'm not, I'm not advocating for that, but, um, it, it's, I remember some, some, sh- we've had shoes knocked off. We've had hats pop out. <laughs> um, for me, it's tough. You're trying to get people's names beforehand and they, but they can't hear you. You can't hear them because they're covered in, you know, this blow up plastic ball, but it's, it's nuts. And, uh, Again, like I said, usually the people we find have maybe had a drink or two before they before they come down to ice level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a super super fun game. I love that one. I love the 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 bowling. Do they still do that? Uh, the slingshot bowling is that still a thing? And, yeah. and Mighty Mites is great too. But yeah, the slingshot bowling. Yeah. Well, um, the so the first year I was in game host, which would have been eighteen nineteen, we didn't have bowling. But the, that that final that year of the shutdown brought it back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, again, it's it's so much about knowing kind of their state of mind, <laughs> the contestants, and uh, you get everything from you know, again, people who've had a couple of drinks. You get people yeah. who are who are scared to death. Yeah, we have you know games involve kids where they're just looking at you for for gosh, how how to do this, you know. So it's it's very much being able to kind of adapt to the moment. But again, getting to talk with those people and, and hearing their stories is is the best. Even the mighty mites are fun. We always pick our uh, we always pick our mighty mite, right? And uh, based off of the skate out there, you can get a pretty good idea <laughs> who's gonna who are the hosses yeah. on the teams, uh-huh. right? And the post game uh, interviews are, are are fun. You, again, right? you, yeah. I, I typically will say, "Hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking about." But, you know, I'm in education too, so you know, yeah. it's, you know, you never get you don't know what you're gonna get with talking with kids. And, <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of times, the camera guys ride in their face. You know, and and all of a sudden they're on the jumbotron in front of you know eighteen thousand people, and so their reactions can vary too. But it's yeah, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. 
kind of like uh, Ricky Bobby. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. Uh-huh, kind of thing, exactly. right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so James, whenever I reached out to you, I saw that your banner picture on, on your Facebook page is, is the very end of the Stanley cup parade. And I yeah. got to tell you, you're the, you're the envy of, I know Mike and I, and probably <laughs> millions of other, uh, St. Louis blues fans. So please, uh, I love to hear this experience from anybody and everybody, especially people who lived it from your vantage point. Uh, you know, I'm a rose based me, man. Give me all the, give me all the details. <laughs> Yeah. So that morning, I remember it. Um, it was kind of a rainy day. I got downtown early. No one cared that it was raining. Like everyone was ready to roll. And so our job was to stay, um, at the stage the entire day. So we, like you said, we were the end of the route and, um, just kind of keep, keep folks entertained. But the thing yeah. is we didn't know what was going on, you know, at the, at the parade itself, <laughs> there wasn't really any time. <laughs> so, you know, again, that, that, those couple of weeks of time were such a marathon. I mean, cause right after, you know, we won in Boston and it was a couple nights later, I guess it was the next day I got a phone call cause I do the music side too. Yeah. And they said, Hey, would you want to come play a party um, at Stiefel for the players and owners? What's up? Yeah. And my buddy and my, and myself that, you know, that my, uh, plays guitar for me and, and we run down. And again, it's just from the fan side of things, I, I don't really understand it, but I go yeah. down we're in Stiefel players are coming in. They're all, you know, all on their tuxes and whatever. And the Stanley cup comes in. It's just What's like, this, up? yeah. And so not only have we just won, but then we have that. And then it's, Oh, by the way, we're getting ready for this parade. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, just, we were down there. Our job was to kind of keep those fans entertained. We had Charles Glenn out, you know, so I got to stand back in the, in the back and, and watch him do, watch him be Charles Glenn, which is, yeah. you know, a show in itself. And so we were in kind of this holding area that was going to be eventually for the players and families and that sort of thing. And we're, and we had the schedule of how the day is going to go. Sure. And that time comes and goes. <laughs> Long, again, yeah. Nobody cared. We, we would all still be down there if it was still happening. But then, you know, we start getting texts like, Hey, the players are getting out of their vehicles. It's, it's <laughs> mayhem. It's awesome. And, you know, so then they slowly start to kind of trickle in. They, they're they're still ready to roll and in the same yeah. breath it's been a long day for, i mean it's been a long couple of weeks for them you know and yeah uh, of of fun we'll say yeah yeah and but you know it's just you're standing there and it's oh hey hey bernie hey you know like what yeah. these people are just and, and it's just i remember being blown away i remember being very proud of our city like we had you know we had some of the you know, st louis city police there and I, I just said hey how's it going out there and, and they were like it's great We've had like, we had one yeah. person get in a fight or something, you know? And so yeah. it was like organized mayhem, really. I mean, people, people were walking in the streets and no one cared. The cops were just yep. like, okay, you know, guys, let's go blues kind of thing. And, um, you know, and then, yeah. And then, so then they, they slowly trickled in. Everyone kind of makes their way at, at some point in there, Brett Hall, who, you know, also had a good day, had, had, had mm-hmm. a fun time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, I've seen the teacher. Uh, yeah, yeah. He makes yeah. his way up and, you know, we went blues becomes, uh, becomes the, the new, uh, motto, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and so it was, again, it was just another time of, of just kind of just trying to soak it in yet, trying to do my job as well. And, you know, you're, you're, get, you're up on the stage looking out, you know, under the arch, under this thousands and thousands of people and, and that have waited a really long time for this day. And I don't know, I can still see it. I can yeah. still see it in my head yet it still doesn't really feel real. So it's, it was just, it was nuts. 
Yeah, that sounds even better with uh, with a pregame, right? Like just getting called down and being able to be just in that intimate kind of setting of of you, your buddy, you know, Charles and everybody in uh, in Stiefel. Like that almost sounds as enviable as this other. And like that's that's an experience that nobody else got to have that you got to have and then experience it with everybody else, too, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And it was just joy. You know, it was just, you know, again, it's. When, when we won and everything was over, there was a little bit of an ability to breathe, but you know, up yeah. until that point, you can't really breathe. Cause you feel like if you do, something's going to go wrong, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, just, just a lot of people taking in a moment that a lot of people waited, you know, a really long time to be able to experience. And, and for the future, if any of that ever happens again, I play a really mean kazoo. So if, uh, if you need, if you need any, uh, any kazoo help, man, I'm, uh, I'm on board and can be at Stiefel at the drop of a hat, man. I love it. I, I will write this down. I got it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, now you mentioned your music a couple of times. Like, it seems like it's a pretty important part to your life. What? How is that? Uh, what, what exactly are, do you do with music and you know, how does that impact you? Yeah. So um, let's see. I started playing guitar when I was in fourth grade. And the, the story oh. is I remember my parents setting me down and saying, OK, like I think they were feeling like I needed to do something. It's, t- it's, it's that time of you know, age when you when you need to kind of start figuring out a direction and what are you going to do for fun and what are you going to you know, all those things, things. And we had it narrowed down to karate or music. <laughs> And I got the best mom and dad in the world. They were super supportive. Yeah, uh, They were letting me, you know, after a lot of conversation, we narrowed it down to karate and music and they were going to support me whichever way I went, uh, whichever awesome. way I decided. And uh, uh, music was where we went. I grabbed a guitar. Um, I remember the guy that gave me lessons typically didn't give kids lessons my age, but um, went ahead and took me in and, and we took off, you know, I started singing and stuff with that since then. But yeah, so music's been a huge part of my life. I, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and be Garth Brooks. So I was going to move to Nashville you know, fill his shoes, you know, take the, yeah. because yeah, I remember in the nineties, that's when he was blowing up too. So it was huge. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, his concerts, he still slams, man. So he does. Yeah. yeah. I haven't missed a lot that he's been through St. Louis, but so that was, that was it. And then, I mean, it's just opened so many doors. So as far as what I do for it now, um, like I say, me, me and my buddy, Chris, we play gigs about once or twice a month, something like that. Um, when we're, when we're in season, when the blue, when things are get back to normal, hopefully we do a lot of, um, maybe once or twice a month after, you post game there in the Anheuser-Busch beer garden and get to say bye to people as they're either really pumped up or, or the opposite <laughs> if we lost. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, we do it enough that it's fun. It's not work. You know, that's kind of our thing is, is we don't want to turn into a job. We both have other jobs. And um, the great thing about music is you can do it to the day you die, you know? So that's, that's, it's, it is really important to me. It's, it's really, you know, some real big important piece of my life and it's just opened a lot of doors, including this one. Yeah. Yeah. So what instruments, what all instruments do you play though? Yeah. So guitar, um, I taught myself piano around high school. I did the dueling piano. I remember the, du- the dueling piano bars. That was kind of the thing. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I worked in one of those for about a month and that was enough. <laughs> I mean, you can only play, play sweet, uh-huh. you can only play sweet Caroline to the bridal, you know, the, the bachelorette party so many times. And, um, but but yeah, so I do some piano stuff too, and that's pretty much it. I've messed around with some other other instruments, but guitar and piano, vocals, those are kind of my go-to. So uh, then, as a fan too, right, um, James? Right now, it's it's Monday, March twenty second, and we're recording. 
later tonight, the Blues are taking on the West leading Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. And for the rest of the season, the Blues have 23 games left, and only five of those games are against teams that aren't currently in the West playoff picture. Right. I know. Yeah, so we got a we got a tough road ahead of us. <laughs> our 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 easy part of our schedule is in the rear view, and we're just holding on to fourth place right now, right? Uh, and we even have a couple games ahead of some of our other uh, competition that's that's above us. So right. what do you think about these games during this final month, man? You know, it's cliche and it, you, you see it when you hear it, when you, when people talk about sports, but I I'm firmly subscribed to the idea of you get into the playoffs and you see what happens, you know, and anything can happen, you know, in, in those little seven game series. So for me, I, it's difficult for me to bet against the blues. It is. Yep. And am I biased? Sure. I am. I've got a blue shirt on right now. Sure. You know, yeah. so I, <laughs> I understand that. But when you look at the core of the team, you know, we've had some pieces come and go, of course, Petrangelo and, and those, those, those pieces. But I still look at the team and it doesn't look that much different than it did in 2019. You know, and yep. now you got, now you got Bennington signed and, you know, of course, injuries have not been in our favor and, but Man. You know, Schwartz back and, you know, hopefully we'll continue to kind of get some of those, some of those guys back on the ice, but it's hard for me to bet against, bet against the blues in a seven game series. It just is, you know, so I don't, I don't worry a ton. Maybe I should worry more, but, um, I know, I know we need to win some games. We need to, we need to bump ourselves up in the standings a little bit, but it's just, again, it's hard for me to bet against them if you can just get there. Yeah. Same thing here. Right. You know, we even talked, um, in our first podcast, um, when we we, we just started this up, we were talking about how important it'll be for the blues to, to get in positioning is going to be super, super important. Right. Um, you know, I don't see Vegas getting a, a big drop off between now and, uh, and the end of the season. So odds are really good. We're going to play, uh, Vegas or Colorado. And, uh, and in order to come out of our division, we're going to probably need to play Vegas and Colorado. So, uh, it's, it's going to be a hard path, but, but same as you, man, especially since that closed door meeting that, uh, that they kept talking about on, on, um, the, the broadcast the other day, uh, whenever Baruby said team defense first, team defense first, team defense first, ever since that game, whenever they've been playing a five man unit defense and then worrying about goals, I've seen, I've seen much more, uh, uh, callbacks to that 2019 team. So, so even though we're getting in a hard part of our schedule, I think that we're playing our best hockey. And like you said, we're, we're getting more people in hopefully than are going to go out. So here's hoping, man. Absolutely. And I'd love to see Preco back out there. Uh, you know, it sounds like it sounds like he's getting closer, but you know, you kind of try to read between the lines a little bit and, and kind of getting, you know, getting back on the ice and but yeah, I mean, it's hard to play hockey when half your team's hurt, you know. Right. So that hasn't been in our favor this year at, at all, but if we're if we're going to get him back now, if we're going to get these guys back now and get them back, you know, get there. I think there's also something to be said too about, you know, you get a guy back, but it's common sense. It's going to take a little while to kind of get yourself back in that, you know, get your legs back on you and get back in game ready mode. So, you know, with Vladdy and, you know, again, I just, it's just hard for me to bet against them. Yeah. Well, especially they seem to really do well in the first of the two game series, you know, and you, you see how beat up they are and, you know, it's kind of could be a factor of that you hope because they really stay competitive and even win or, you know, play tight games in that first game of the series. So, uh, you know, it's hard to count them out like you're saying, cause they, they just, uh, they, they, they look like they can beat anybody at any time. So. Yeah. And of course this year, the weird schedule, you almost have these little micro, you know, playoff series as you go. So I'm sure that's a different experience for the guys too. But yeah, I just, I, you know, let's get them back on the ice. Let's see what happens and keep, you know, I, I just, it's just, 
again, it's just hard for me to to not be able to jump on on that train, you know, once we get there and get in our seven game series. Yep. So, uh, James, are there any things that uh, projects that you're working on outside of your role with the Blues right now? Uh, you know, I know that uh, that you're kind of um, in a holding pattern, right, for uh, for what's going on with the in game uh, MC kind of stuff. But uh, but is there anything else you're working on outside? Yeah, no. We like I said, we have our gigs once or twice a month. Me and my buddy Chris, and um, we've got on April tenth, April tenth at Petrichor Brewing. That's out in uh, out in the O'Fallon area of Winghaven. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating their two year anniversary. We're going to shut down the street and have some fun. So um, that'll be fun. I love to come out. We have you know, it's great when some blues fans come out and we can talk a little bit of blues hockey in between sets. But uh, yeah, it's it's just for us. This is our time of year. We kind of get rolling with with outdoor gigs, and again, we're all just trying to get take a step toward normalcy. So it's good to see people back and having fun and, and, um, you know, just enjoying, enjoying something that we kind of took for granted. I think so last year has been, been weird. So it's, it's weird to be back, but it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had uh, some great crowds at the botanical gardens, you know, it's good to see a bunch of people out there. They had about 3,500 people out there every day this weekend with the beautiful weather. So, People are starting to, to, to get back into it. Let's get it. For sure. People are ready. For sure. Hmm. I am. <laughs> yeah. So, James, again, man, I just wanted to say thanks so much for taking the time for coming on and talking a little bit of blues hockey, man. Um, every single person who we've had on so far, you're our third interview with, with people who are directly working with the blues and for the blues. And we've talked with, with Ron Talman, we've talked with Jeremy Boyer and we're talking with yourself and just consistent across the board. Um, every single person has been generous with their time has been, Hey, let's do this has immediately gotten back with me. Uh, nobody and. It has even tried to do the, you know, kind of like, ah, you know, I don't really have time or anything like that. Everybody's been really, really chill and cool. And I said it to Jeremy, Mike, and I said it to, to Ron, and it just means so much to me personally, whenever the franchise that you grow up rooting for, you grow up cheering for, um, factors in character whenever they're bringing people onto their team. And, um, and it's been an absolute uh, pleasure, sir. And, and just your character, your time. I appreciate all those things and, uh, and looking forward to, to watching you during some games, man, getting some in-game stuff and, and maybe heading out to that brewery, right? Yeah. And, and please. Okay. So right here, we're, we're going to say it when we're back, we need to, we need a, uh, musical chairs rematch. So <laughs> if you guys can, if you reach out, we can make that happen. Cause I feel like there's a little bit of cloudiness right now. Exactly what that, what happened that night. So we're going to get it crystal clear. We're going to, we're going to bring in <laughs> two yeah, men, one chair. Yeah, we're yeah. going to bring in the HD cameras, different angles. We're going to get replays. So have my word. If, if we can get back to normal, just reach yes. out. We'll make that happen. Use that bad one that they use for the offside <laughs> yeah. call that you can see from the blue line. See, he's he's already he's already prepping for his loss, man. Like he already wants very little evidence right. of it. It's 2021. We got to have the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. Shine, um, you're going down, James. Uh, I really, really appreciate, buddy. And uh, can we get a let's go blues before we wrap, man? Absolutely. Blues fans looking forward to seeing everybody. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues.